It's Tuesday, December 31st. Happy New Year's Eve. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Just me in the studio. Maybe the calendar has already flipped to 2020 when you're listening to this. Maybe not. Maybe you're getting ready for however you plan to ring in the new year, whether you're going to a party or just having dinner or relaxing in your place with some Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. Um, just want to touch on a couple of things before we say goodbye to 2019. Um, again, just me in the studio. So, uh, if this if this is not your particular brand of bourbon, then that's fine. You're not going to hurt my feelings. Um, uh, but I, I am going to bring this back to investing. So, if you are going to listen, stick with me. Um, but I got to start with a couple of thank yous, though. Um, starting with you. We all have different amounts of money, but we all have the same amount of time in the day. And the fact that you choose to spend part of your waking hours listening to the conversations that we have in this studio is something that I appreciate more than you know, and I never take it for granted. So, thank you for listening. Thank you for spreading the word to people you know who are looking to invest, and maybe they're looking for a podcast. And thank you for the reviews, by the way. Holy cow! There have been some amazingly nice reviews lately on Apple Podcasts, so thank you for that. Thank you to all of the analysts who come in to this studio to talk to me. I say this every year, because it's true, they're not paid to be here. Jason Moser, Andy Cross, Emily Flippin, Aaron Bush, Ron Gross, everyone who comes in here, Bill Barker, Bill Mann, they're not paid to be here. They do it. Uh, honestly, I'm not entirely sure why they do it, but I appreciate that that they do. So thanks to the analysts. Thank you to Matt Greer, um, who does such a great job hosting this show when I'm not here, and um, of course, thank you to producer extraordinaire Dan Boyd. Um, again, all that great holiday music that was all Dan. So thank you to Dan for everything that he does. Um, I want to share. Want to share what I think investors. Like you and me are in for in 2020. Um, I also want to tell you about a man that I met recently, but um, I want to say a couple words about company, not companies, just the idea of company. They say that misery loves company, and in my experience, that's not always true. Although it was definitely true once again this year at the Marine Corps Marathon. Yes, that's right. Once again, I ended up in the medical tent. The difference is that this year was the first time in four tries that I actually did not finish the race. So, fortunately, there are medical tents that the Marine Corps has on hand that are before the finish line. Um, back when the race was held in late November, there was torrential rain for the first 15 miles, and then it cleared up, and then it was sunny and humid. And I'll spare you the gory details, but I was about three and a half miles away from the finish line when I had to stop. And thanks to a combination of people, including the police and the EMTs, I got a ride to the medical tent where there were volunteer nurses and volunteer medical staff. And the great thing about maybe the only great thing about going to the medical tent, besides the fact that they're going to take care of you, is all you have to do is look around. And pretty quickly, you can probably spot someone who is worse off than you are. And that was absolutely the case. I just got in there, I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't feel good, but oh my God, look at that guy. I mean, I'm, I'm, not, 
I'm not in as bad a shape as him, am I? I, He looks awful. So, of course, all of that is internal. That's all internal monologue. I don't say that out loud, because the the cots are pretty close together in the medical tent. You don't want to upset the other people. Um, By the way, speaking of company, I mean, I think I think that's a little bit of what this podcast does. I mean, yes, we're talking about stocks when it's not just me in here, but um, but we're also keeping you company while you. Work out, or walk your dog, or do stuff around your home, or your commuting. That's what podcasts do for me, anyway. Um, that's one of the things that they do. I'll come back to company in a minute because uh, I I do think that's going to be a little more important in 2020. But let me tell you about a basketball game that was played 35 years ago. See, you weren't expecting that. You're like, wait a minute, what about the man? We'll get to the man. Don't worry. So 35 years ago, I was in high school in Maine. I was not a great basketball player, but I was part of a great team. And we had a holiday tournament in late December 1984. There were other teams from Maine. There were also a couple of teams from Massachusetts, including East Boston High. Great team. They had this great young coach named Mike Rubin. Uh, We played them. It was a tough game. It went into overtime. We won by, I think, maybe two or three points. We went on to win the state championship in Maine. East Boston, they won the state championship in Massachusetts. And the only game they lost was to us. Definitely one of those games that when I see my old teammates, um, invariably we end up talking about that at some point. So, 10 days ago, my nephew got married in Massachusetts, flew up for the wedding, had a great time. The groom looked good. The bride looked even better. Uh, everyone had a great time. Uh, quick shout out to Percival Brewing Company in Norwood, Massachusetts. That's where the reception was held. Percival Brewing. Uh, it was a great time. I'm told the beer was great. I'm not a beer drinker, but I'm told it was really good. Um, anyway, at one point during the reception, my brother, who's the father of the groom, waves me over to where he's standing. He's like, "Hey, come over here. I want to introduce you to someone." He turns to the guy he's with and he says, "This is my brother, Chris." And he turns to me and says, this is a longtime friend of the bride's family. I want you to meet Mike Rubin. Yes, the Mike Rubin who coached East Boston High all those years ago. He could not have been nicer. It was wonderful to talk with him. We talked some about the game that night and our memories of that night and what it meant for our teams in terms of basketball, but also in terms of what it meant culturally, because this is Maine in the 1980s. We're playing a team from inner-city Boston. All the kids on my team were white. All the kids on Coach Rubin's team were black. And it was just one of those things that resonated beyond just what was on the scoreboard at the end of the game. Here's the thing about Mike Rubin. He's a Hall of Fame coach. The team we played, they won the state championship. He had three other teams at East Boston High that he coached to state championship titles. He is in the Massachusetts Coaches Hall of Fame, and deservedly so. And at one point when we were talking, I said to him, You had college basketball programs knocking on your door, right? Like there had to have been colleges that were looking to hire you. And he was very modest, but he admitted that yes, you know, a few Division three schools had offered him some jobs. And I don't know what he was being offered, but I am quite certain. It was more money than the Boston public school system was paying teachers back then. And so I just I said, so 
you got these offers and you didn't take like how come you didn't take any of them? Like you could have coached at the college level. And he said I could have, but I I didn't want to just coach basketball. I wanted to help prepare young men for college and for life after college. And that's when I realized that all of that time Mike Rubin was playing a completely different game than most of his peers because a lot of high school coaches in any sport would probably jump at the chance to coach at the college level. But this man's mindset was different. And, you know, I mean, he coached for more than two decades. And God only knows how many lives he touched and improved by staying right where he was, doing what he was doing, and helping to mentor young people beyond the basketball court. And having a different mindset when it comes to investing. That is what sets people like you and me apart. Part of that mindset is just the willingness to invest in the stock market, because let's face it, there are a lot of people who just refuse to do that, or they think it's a terrible idea, or maybe they tried it once and had a bad experience and they're never going to do it again. So that's part of the mindset. And part of it is a willingness to think long term. I've said this before on this show. Jim Cramer is a smart guy. I enjoy watching him on CNBC in the morning. But I knew what Jim Cramer's mindset was a few years ago when I was watching him. And I heard him say about a certain company, if you want to think long term about this stock, like six to 12 months from now, six to 12 months from now, six to 12 months. Again, smart guy. But that is not the mindset that investors like you and me have. It's just not. And I think that mindset is going to be more important than ever in 2020. I don't know where the market is going in 2020. I don't think anyone else does either. Here's what I know, though, about the distraction level in 2020. It's going higher. Distraction is going up in 2020. Yes, some of the distraction will be fun, because we'll have the Summer Olympics, and that's fun. We're also going to have a presidential election, and we're going to have more bears than ever trying to instill fear in investors, and you know, saying, you know, get out of the market. We've had a 10-year bull market. You've got to lock in those gains. And we know better, because we've seen the data. We know the benefits of long-term investing. We've done the math. We know the data, but we're human beings. And so sometimes emotions get the better of us. And that's where mindset can be helpful. And that's also where company can be helpful. So whether you're in an investing club or you're part of one of the Motley Fool services and chatting with other members on message boards or just taking podcasts like this one along with you as you go about your day, mindset and company, I think both those things are going to be more important in 2020. So, I hope that uh, you will stick with us, because we will absolutely stick with you. We are not going anywhere. With that, I hope you have a fun and safe New Year's Eve, as my father used to say. Be careful out there. It's the night when the amateur drunks are on the road. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on Thursday.
the come 